We'll get to episode 222 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of I Can't See You. Go to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon whenever you need to purchase something from Amazon.com. Shop as you normally do, check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, but I do earn a small commission. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 222 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and as usual, I've got a couple of things to talk about. We're going to start off with Instagram. Over the last week or so, we've been talking about doing more posting on the new NFB of Pennsylvania Instagram account, and there's not too many followers there. In fact, I wonder if there's even a handful, but we obviously have to start at some point, and as I mentioned in White Canes Connect and in the show notes of White Canes Connect, the Parents of Blind Children division of the NFB of PA is doing a candy fundraiser with a company called Sarah's Candies. And I'm not sure if it's pronounced Sarah's or Sarah's. It's S-A-R-R-I-S. To me, it would should be Sarah's, like Harris, just with an S. Whatever it is, there's a fundraiser with them. They have chocolate, all sorts of chocolates. So a couple of days ago, I was asked to put something up on Twitter and Instagram about it on the affiliates And when I say affiliate, the NFB of Pennsylvania, it's affiliated with the National Federation of the Blind. That's why it's called the affiliate. On their accounts. And when I was asked to do that, my first thinking was, well, let me do it on mine first. A, because I have more followers on both than obviously the NFB of PA accounts have because they're brand new. Only a couple months old. I started both of them probably in November or December. So once I did those, I thought, okay, what am I going to do for Instagram? And I'm a big fan of doing, for lack of a better word, let's call them faceless videos. And what I do, I record an audio and turn it into an MP3, and I make some graphics up that kind of back up what I'm saying. So for the... One that is on Instagram, it basically says the URL that you need to go to to get to the site to buy the candy, which is, I've made a pretty link out of it, and it's just nfbp.org slash candy, easy enough to remember, right? And that's how it should be. And that's one thing that now I'm doing a lot more of the NFBFPA website stuff. When there are fundraisers like that, that's how it should be. It can't be difficult to have folks be able to remember it, and then take action. You couldn't give the URL to this fundraiser when you're talking to somebody otherwise. Sure, you could go and get a bit.ly link and do it that way, but this way is a lot easier. It's easier to track. It's just a lot easier. It's easier to set up. So I did that. Again, nfbp.org slash candy. And for the Instagram post that I did, it was me and Ziggy. So go over to 
uh, at David Benj over there. And like I said at the beginning, on all the socials, it's at David Benj. So go take a look there. Me and Ziggy do a little little thing. Uh, he he didn't really have a choice. He was <laughs> he was laying down sleeping, and I kind of just laid down on the kitchen floor with him and did it. So what I did, I did that. Like I said, I went to Canva, and I created the graphics. I grabbed the graphic of. I actually bought something to support the blind parents. I bought. I bought a two-pound bucket of chocolate-covered pretzels, and then after I checked out, I realized there was another link that I could have clicked and only bought a pound of chocolate-covered pretzels because we don't need two pounds of chocolate-covered pretzels here. But I bought them, and they're on their way. The good thing is, since Liz is working at Walden, we can send some in there, or she can take the majority of them in there and just leave a few here so we don't eat the whole two pounds. (laughs) Of course, if it's good, that might be difficult to do. So I created this video. Now, that's not the hard part. That's actually the easy part. Although, take a look at it. Maybe the alignment's not right. I don't know. But that's not the hard part, for me at least. The hard part is actually posting it. On Instagram, you can't post from the website. You've got to do it on your phone. So I dictate what I need to say. Or if I'm posting just an image, I dictate the alt tag. And the problem with that is when you get it read back to you, unless you do a couple of things, it's only a bit by bit. You can't read the whole thing. You kind of have to go out of the the text area where you're entering and then come back in to read the whole thing at once. So there's issues there. There's issues doing some other things in there. And it's just, it takes so long to actually post on Instagram. It probably took me 20 minutes to post that video. Never mind the amount of time it took me to create the video, which probably was around the same amount of time. It probably took me as much time to record (laughs) the audio bit because I kept messing up and and so forth. Now, I did go back and I did have to edit a little bit, but once I got it down, it it was fine. Dictating anymore on the iPhone has been very difficult. (laughs) And I was going back through looking for a tweet that I had sent to someone, uh, referencing someone a couple of months ago. And I saw a couple of tweets that I sent when I was in Washington and they were just awful. Just the, the I, I was embarrassed the way it said what it said as opposed to what I actually wanted it to say. And because I was in a noisy area when I did these posts on Twitter, I couldn't, I didn't have earbuds on me, so I couldn't listen. I could listen, but there was all sorts of background noise, so it was difficult for me to to hear it. And as I've mentioned, I'm I'm not far off from joining the uh, <laughs> the deaf blind division of the NFP of Pennsylvania. So it just takes so long to do that, and it's so frustrating to me because I love making videos and I love posting them, but it's so hard <laughs> to do that. If you know something, if there's a third party, fairly accessible app, and that's the other thing, Instagram is accessible but not super accessible. It'll do some things, but then not do others. For example, I made a reel of the video that I did and all that I wanted to post on on our picture, on the covering our faces, me and Ziggy, and I tried to cover more of mine than his. Basically was the URL just that said nfbp.org slash candy and then the code that you need to enter to make sure the parents division gets credit for the sale because they earn 25%. So I just had nfbp.org in one line and the other line said 10-0316, which is that code. So 
to get in there and do it, as long as I entered it right at the beginning, I was good. But if I had to go back, it was so hard to get back in there to add or take away or change that I basically had to delete it and start over because I couldn't have it read to me and I couldn't move my cursor within it. Typically, when, as I mentioned last week, when I dictate a text or an email, and I usually don't dictate an email because it never comes out right, a text or alt tag or a social media post, I can then go in and go character by character. And I I told you last week that I had forgot, <laughs> I'd forgotten that I could do that when I was reading something off to someone and it was a long number with letters involved too that had I gone character by character, I would have been good to go. I, it wouldn't have been an issue. So... It's hard to do that and hard to do it in a a decent way. And then to maneuver the actual text once I was done to put it where I wanted, I had to shut off voiceover. Now, I have enough vision that I could do that. I couldn't 100% tell that it was in a good spot. In fact, I sent it to Jane and I asked her to have a look to make sure I didn't really, you know, cut part of the... URL off or cut part of the code off because it looked like it was good to me, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And I, she was busy. So I just posted it and have a look at it and let me know (laughs) if you've got site, let me know. That part was not accessible at all because I couldn't get in to move the thing around and so forth. So that was frustrating. And like I said, I love posting there and I would post a lot more. And that's why I don't post as much as I do because it just takes forever And then the other thing that comes into play when I'm holding my phone for a long time is my hands and their issues. And I'll get to that in a moment. If you have some third-party app that you use to post on Instagram and or Twitter, uh, I know some Twitter third-party apps have been pulled down from the app store because they are just done supporting it. Uh, I I don't remember off the top. I want to say Twitterific. My friend Brian Fischler went to use it one day or check it out or something, and it was gone. And that was very accessible. So I don't know if there's something for Instagram. So if you know of one, please reach out. I, I've looked I've looked very briefly, and I've, <laughs> I've looked briefly because I've been so busy. I am going away this weekend, and I'm actually recording this on Thursday. I am pushing as hard as I can to get this edited and posted because I got to go to bed early because I'm leaving with Liz in the morning. She's going to drop me at the train station in Swarthmore so I can go into Philadelphia, take the train to Harrisburg, and then transfer to a Greyhound bus to go to State College. Why do they put those big schools in the middle of nowhere? It is so hard to get there. Coming home, I had to take Megabus because the Amtrak-Greyhound combo was too late in the day that I just didn't want to hang around State College that long. So I'll be in State College over this weekend for a leadership seminar for the NFB of Pennsylvania. I was hoping to have a lot of work done on nfboofpa.org. I do not. We had an issue with someone getting in and creating an account there. And a couple of other things have come up that have stopped me from getting that done. So I have all this stuff going on. And then there's a few other things uh, that have happened. So so it's just been hard. I've been pushing. Uh, I did get White Canes Connect episode 064 up. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. So that I'm happy I was able to do. 
So again, if you know of the Instagram workaround, please reach out. The normal places on social media at David Benj. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com or 646-926-6350. That would be great. Just let me know. I'd appreciate it. The main thing I wanted to talk about today is TALTS, that medicine I just started four weeks and three days ago. Sorry, four weeks and four days ago, because I'm recording this, as I said, Thursday afternoon. I think it's helping on the psoriatic arthritis front, which is great. But I noticed when I took the first dose, and remember the first dose was actually a double dose, and then each four, every four weeks you'd take one dose. My vision was really weird for a while. And on Sunday, this past Sunday, the 5th of March, I took the second dose. Now, I have noticed, like I said, feeling better. On Saturday, I, did, I had, had a really bad pain in my hand. And the back of my hand from my wrist, probably up to the knuckles when you're, when you're punching somebody, the knuckles that hit the other guy. It, I mean, it was horrible. I couldn't do anything to stop it. I couldn't sit in a certain way, move my hand in a certain way, put it a certain way. It just was constantly hurting. And the next day I took the medicine and my hand didn't hurt quite as much on Monday morning. But I also noticed that my vision was really, really blurry. And I noticed this the last time I had taken TALTS, the first time. And with me, there are days that I get up sometimes and my vision sucks more than others. It, listen, it always sucks. As, as my one doctor put it, he said you got about 17 or 15% of your vision left. So even just a slight decrease of 1% is noticeable. With somebody who has 85% or 90% of their vision left, 1% is not very noticeable. And that's usually why folks, when they get glaucoma, don't notice it for a while. So I did a search on Monday night about TALT's side effects. And I don't know how I didn't see this the first time other than the fact that I think the first time I did the search, I did it on my phone in Google. And when I did it on my phone, I found the normal side effects, sore throat, cough, fever, redness or irritation at the injection site, so forth and so on like that. I didn't notice these other serious ones, maybe because the way the site was laid out, and I don't remember what the, what the site was. On the phone with voiceover, and I, I'm sure I've talked about this a million times, sometimes you get caught either in an advertisement or something that you can't easily get past it, and it may seem like you're at the end of that page. So I don't know if that was the case. I don't know if I just missed it. And that could be, it could have been user error. I'm not discounting that. That could have happened. But when I looked the other day on my desktop, on my iMac, and my iMac's got a boatload of issues, but this it did tell me. Serious side effects seek immediate medical attention. Sudden vision loss. Blurred vision. Tunnel vision. Now, I don't know if I have tunnel vision, and I don't know that I would even notice that because I always only have a very small area that it's not tunnel vision. It's not that narrow, but it's uh, low and away on my left side, which I think I've said. Eye pain. And I had had some eye pain in the previous weeks before I had taken the second dose. 
again, I've had so many issues with my eyes over the years. I don't know what it's from. You'd think I'd be an expert by now on, <laughs> on what's going on with me. But I had no idea. And the other thing was seeing halos around lights. Well, that's something that I've had since I was like 10 years old. So if I do see that, does, is it from the shot? Is it from... So until I read this, it kind of explained the eye pain. And I wasn't too worried because when I first started noticing these issues, I was only about two weeks from having an appointment with my glaucoma specialist. And I thought, okay, that's great. Let's just hope it doesn't get too bad before I have to go. Because I actually, on several occasions, considered going to the doctor. And at one point, it was the weekend, and I thought, okay, where am I going to go? And I thought, okay, everybody always talks about going to the emergency room at Will's Eye Hospital. That was even something I could do on my own. I could walk into Swarthmore and take the train in. I obviously could take an Uber. A couple of different ways I could get there. It's not far from the station there in Philadelphia, maybe three, four blocks. And I put it off because maybe that day I woke up the next day and it was good or good enough that I didn't need to, I didn't feel the need to go in. And about a week before my appointment, I get a call from the doctor's office saying they had to change my appointment because the doctor won't be in that day. And so now my appointment is on the 20th. So I still have, as of this recording, I still have about 10 days to go. The other thing that I noticed besides the vision stuff, which is probably a little more scary because, because the vision stuff alone will not kill me. The other thing was serious heart symptoms. <laughs> and again, some of these things I've had in the past or have noticed in the past, but maybe it was after I ate something spicy. And I, all of the things that I'm going to mention here uh, there was only one or two of them that I noticed, and they have since gone away, and I didn't notice them after the second shot, I don't believe. <laughs> now that I say that, I'll probably do that while sitting on one of those buses going or coming from State College. So here are the side effects, heart-wise, from TOLTS. Fast, irregular, or pounding heartbeat. I noticed the pounding. I did have pounding. And it just reminded me of, and it wasn't from after doing something strenuous. I was just walking around the house at one point, and I noticed it. And again, it was something that, I eat something spicy at most meals, so I just thought it was from that, and I didn't think anything of it. Fluttering in your chest, which I, did, I haven't noticed. Shortness of breath. Again, I thought it was... It wasn't for a, a long period, but walking up the stairs one night, I thought, hmm, that's, I kind of felt like I had that. And again, I haven't had it again. Sudden dizziness, no, I don't think so. Lightheadedness, probably on occasion, but again, something that I have at other times. And passing out, I never, <laughs> never passed out yet. I'm sure Ziggy would revive me. My rheumatologist appointment isn't until, isn't until mid-April. By then, I will have taken another shot. Now my question, and I keep going back and forth, is what it's doing to me on the good side more beneficial than what it's doing to me on the bad side? And at this point, 
and I, I'll make that determination a week before I have to take the shot. I'll call the rheumatologist if I want to ask what I should do that last week. I take the next one on April 2nd. So that last week of March, I'll, I'll call the doctor's office and see what he suggests. Do I take a chance and do it? By then, I'll have gone to my glaucoma guy, and he'll tell me that I can't see. <laughs> Again, but it's nothing new. But I honestly believe I've, I've run into Liz around the house. I've, I've run into Ziggy around the house since I've taken it because I, I don't see him. And there were a couple of times when I was watching TV and I, I just, I couldn't, I really couldn't tell what was going on. Now, I've been watching Jack Ryan, which I, <laughs> which I, I'm already done. I've done this season already, which the audio description on that was outstanding. So it didn't matter that I didn't see. The only thing I have to remember not to do is close my eyes and put my head back because you know what happens when I do that? I fall asleep. <laughs> so that last week of March, I'll make that determination. What would you do? Do I take a chance and take it again and hope that these things are passing? The vision thing is not a passing thing because I still have issues. There are days, in fact, today when I was putting these show notes together and this outline together, Usually I could zoom in and I could see what I need to, because I only have one word things here and there to kind of trigger a memory of, I couldn't do that. I had to listen to it to figure out what I wanted to say. And I can't obviously do that. I mean, I could do that while I'm actually talking, but it's kind of distracting and we haven't gotten there yet to do it that way. So that's my big dilemma. What do I do with TALTS? And if I don't take TALTS, then what else do I do? Because if you remember, the last thing I was on, Stellara, didn't help at all and I think affected my vision. It was right around the time, a few months after my cornea transplant last year, and things were going great, and then I took that, and then forget it. It's over. Now, I, I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm not sure because it always surprises me when I go to the doctor and they tell me, oh, you just read the 2400 line. Okay, great. I wonder why I can't see normally. It's just in here. It's just like when you take your car in, right? That's what I've got to figure out. Now, I've also been tapering the prednisone. So that part has been good because I don't want to keep taking that. I'm down to only two and a half milligrams per day. And, and that's a oral, it's a pill. Uh, I also take a, a steroid for my eye for anti-rejection uh, of the cornea. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do about TALTS and I don't know what else is out there. And that's one of the reasons that I hate taking a new med because you never know how it's going to affect you. And it may work on whatever the issue is, but it might do something else bad. And these other things are bad, especially the heart stuff. Again, the vision, it's a pain in the neck to see even less. But it, at least... That won't kill me. Well, I mean, it could kill me if I walk into traffic because I don't see a car or a bicycle or whatever. But I have that issue now, before I started with, <laughs> with everything. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm interested to see how the traveling goes, both tomorrow and then coming home on Sunday. Sunday will be a little bit different because I get on a megabus in State College and I get off the megabus in Philadelphia. In Harrisburg, I get off the train and then have to make my way to the bus. Now, I'm traveling 
going, there's about six of us going on the bus and train combo. And so uh, there'll be some others with us that have varying degrees of, of blindness. That's going. Coming back, there's a whole bunch of us coming back on the mega bus. So we'll all be in that same boat coming back. So I'll have a lot to tell you next week with, between the traveling there and then on Monday, I come back Sunday, then on Monday, there is a personal development day for the teachers at the Overbrook School for the Blind, where somebody who's in our chapter, her name is Becca Weber, is a teacher, and she's doing some things. Most of the teachers there are not visually impaired. And so she's worked out some things to do to show these teachers how blind folks do certain things so then they can say to their students, hey, this is how you could do it, and so forth and so on. That's a good segue into White Canes Connect episode 064. On it, we had Andrea Bolello and Becca Weber, the previously mentioned Becca Weber, and they're from a camp called Camp Exciting Adventures. And exciting is spelled E-X-S-I-G-H-T-I-N-G, <laughs> which I think is very cool. Now, I have to tell you, when I recorded that episode, and I did that one solo because Lisa was busy and we didn't have another co-host available. So I did that one on my own. I think it came out pretty good, not to pat myself on the back or anything. But that's episode 064, and Camp Exciting Adventures is up in New Hampshire. It's a camp for visually impaired kids aged 6 to 17. They have a capacity of 20. It's on this huge camp of 300 acres. There is kayaking and canoeing and woodworking and cooking and baking and accessible coding and gaming. It just sounded awesome, all the stuff they're going to do there. And so Becca and Andrea talk about what's going to go on during that last week of July into August this year for the first ever Camp Exciting Adventures. So check that out, White Canes Connect, episode 064. I look forward to your feedback, whether you do it here with the email address or the phone or over at the White Canes Connect information. I will give you my stuff here in just a moment. So that brings us to this week's Just Listen. And one thing we found out this week was the work that we're doing for the Museum of the American Revolution has been put on hold. They're going to kind of regroup and go over the audio description for the movies. Now, I'm going to play a clip today, and it's not going to have the audio description in it. I'm going to play a clip of one of the movies that they added audio description to that we then went over. And I previously mentioned that the... (laughs) The audio description was like the the girl was whispering, and I later found out she does live theater and isn't always in a sound booth, so that's why she whispers it, but she doesn't need to do that when she's doing it for a film or a show or a video, whatever. She's just listening and hitting the marks when she has to say whatever's happening. And somebody else, when we were critiquing it, said, oh, it's kind of like they're announcing golf. And it's exactly what it sounded like. You know, they talk normally, and then Tiger Woods steps up to the putt. And that's how the audio description sounded. So what I'm going to play you here is just a clip of the movie called Revolution. And I got permission to play this from the museum. And just so you know, the museum is way out in front of making things accessible there for blind and visually impaired, and not just blind and visually impaired, all forms of disability. They're trying to do as much as they can to get folks with the varying 
disabilities to come in and enjoy the museum. And it's a very cool museum. It's right in Old City, Philadelphia, right down the street from Independence Mall, down the street and around the corner from the Liberty Bell and the Constitution Center. So if you're in Philadelphia, check it out. The Museum of the American Revolution, 3rd and Chestnut. Here is a clip of the film Revolution. And one other thing I wanted to note, sometimes the way a movie is made, it doesn't allow for a lot of time to squeeze in, this is what you're looking at, and so forth and so on. And that was the case in Revolution. The other movie that we looked at and gave feedback on the audio description, there were better spaces for adding audio description. So here is Revolution from the Museum of the American Revolution. Words that will change the world ring out from this neighborhood. They carry the idea that ordinary people can begin the world anew, can rule themselves and build a nation founded on the principles of freedom, equality, and the pursuit of happiness. This idea, with powerful consequences beyond what its authors realize, arises on the far edge of the British Empire in North America. Now, I have another clip to play, not from Revolution, but I did want to mention that I didn't learn as much in Revolution as I did on the second film that we did the audio description or critiqued the audio description for, gave the feedback for the audio description. And I never knew that Martha Washington's great-granddaughter was married to Robert E. Lee. I am not playing a clip of that now, but what I am going to play now Back on episode 62, I guess I should say 062 of White Canes Connect, we had Paul Howard and Chris Crawley. And they were from the, or they are from (laughs) the National Organization of Blind Black Leaders. And Lisa said, after we finished recording with Paul and Chris, that Paul, who was from Indiana, mentioned Indiana a lot and mentioned Gary, Indiana a lot. I might have talked about this last week. And she asked me, Lisa did, after we were done recording, what did that make you think of? And I said, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really think of anything. She said, oh, it didn't make you think of the Jackson 5 song going back to Indiana? And I said, no. So at the, when we recorded the outro... She said, should I say something about that? I said, yeah, that would be funny. So we, we, she said something about it. And she said, if you know that song, or not only know it, but thought of it when Paul kept saying Indiana and Gary Indiana, please reach out. <laughs> so here is a portion of a lady named Janice from Columbia, South Carolina, reaching out and talking about going back to Indiana. Hi, David and Lisa. Great show. I am giving confirmation that, yes, Lisa, you are right every time. Oh, my gosh. Paul mentioned Gary, Indiana. I can, I, I thought of um, the Jackson 5. I surely did. And I do remember that song. So that's two yeses. Yes. My name is Janice Bright, and I am from Columbia, South Carolina. That clip really put a smile on my face when it came in. It was only a few hours after we dropped the episode and it was just it just made me laugh and I sent Lisa an email and I put the clip basically I can download the clip into an mp3 form and so I emailed it to Lisa and I said vindication and was the subject line <laughs> 
and when she didn't respond the next morning, I, I said, "What? why didn't you respond to the email? And she's like, I didn't get any email. So I sent it to her from a different one of my email addresses, and she got it, and she laughed and thought it was funny. But this just made me smile. And again, you can do that too. It's a similar situation here, 646 646- 926-6350. Leave your name and town and tell me what you like, what you hate, what you want more of, what you want less of, tips, tricks, anything you've got. Please reach out 646-926-6350. I will use it on an upcoming episode unless it's sounds like family reunion from Blink-182. Look it up if you <laughs> if you don't know that song. <laughs> Uh, you can also reach out, obviously, via email. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. And as always, show notes are over on the website. I can't see you.com slash 222. That's I can't see you.com slash 222. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I C A N T C U dot com slash triple twos and also if you do reach out let me know if you think transcripts would be something you would want because i can do that now with descript and i would do it if anybody thought it would be helpful to them use those previously mentioned (laughs) contacts that is all i have for this week episode 222 i really do appreciate listening to this episode and all the others that you have over the past four and a half for five years thank you so much be well stay safe and i will talk to you next week thank you for listening to the i can't see you podcast with david please rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and don't forget to share the podcast with your friends